Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for CEO Exclusive, brought to you by Anona Enterprises. Good morning and welcome to CEO Exclusive, where we get emerging trends from CEOs and their most trusted advisors. I'm your host, Soyini Koch. What's on the top of your mind today? According to a survey that we conducted over the summer here at CEO Exclusive, every day, 74% of you mid-market CEOs are preoccupied with how to grow your business. Similarly, you're concerned with how to make that business more profitable and what's your strategy over the next three months. And you know what? All that boils down to how you can make more money for you and your business. So let's talk about these concerns today and one easy step that you can actually take to make more money. 2017 is going to be a year to make lots of progress as the Great Recession is fading in the rearview mirror. We are seven years into a solid recovery and macroeconomic conditions are the best they've been in a long time. If you're like most CEOs we've grown to love here at CEO Exclusive, you've always tried to chart your own path happening around you anyway. This show is broadcasting on November the 1st, 2016. So it's the beginning of a month. And let's say that you've taken a look at your numbers for October. You've reviewed your sales. And you've looked at your margins and you've looked at some various other performance metrics. Are you pleased with how things went last month? Are you lukewarm? Meaning they were okay, but you're kind of chugging along, but you would love to see a little bit more growth? Or are maybe you may be a little pissed, like the numbers didn't come in exactly where you wanted them to. Well, regardless of where you are, we're going to talk today about how to grow your business. And I know that's the issue that you think about every single day. So growing your biz- business for most of you is going to be an issue of revenue growth. And that's a combination of market demand and how your sales organization is performing. So let's talk about the case where you are totally disappointed or things didn't go as well or you're kind of lukewarm. But one of the things I want to urge you to look at is what are the trends in the market as a whole? And while, yes, you are that um, intrepid entrepreneur, your fate may actually lie in the stars as much as you may not want to acknowledge that. So in that same survey that I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we found that the majority of the CEOs we surveyed actually didn't think that macroeconomic conditions were all that relevant to to them, and they didn't think about them that often. But I would urge you to take a really sober look at what's happening in your industry, especially if you're not performing as well as you'd like. And take a look at two things. One, what's the trend? Like, where is the industry moving overall? Um, You can't push the river. If you're in an industry that's either stagnant or is not growing, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to to chart growth in that that industry. Certainly, it's possible. We all know of examples of people who continue to grow and take market share in an industry that's shrinking, but it's much, much harder to do. And then the other thing to look at is, is industry benchmarks, meaning where are you relative to your peers? The reason why this is important is if you're actually doing as well as your peers or better, it's probably not you. It's probably the market that you're in. Um, And then, of course, if you're not doing as well as your peers, then it is you. 
If you're underperforming relative to your competition, then it's probably really time to dissect your sales organization. In particular, you want to look at where in your sales process is there a bottleneck? Are you not getting enough qualified opportunities to the top of the sales funnel? Are you not progressing them through the sales pipeline? Are you not converting them at high enough levels? Answering those questions will help you dig into exactly why you not be, may not be getting the kind of revenue growth that you're looking for. But let's turn to the other case where you're pleased with how things are going. You took a look at the numbers and last month was a great month. You're in the upswing. Everything's awesome. But do you know why? Is it that your market's growing once again? And you're going gangbusters because you're just riding the wave and the fundamentals are great? Or is it because that you actually do have a great sales organization and it's really important for you know, to know the difference? Let me give you an example. There's a CEO that we talked to out in California. He's in the cell phone industry and he manufactures some of the components that go into new cell phones. And he's been over the past few years past five or so years, he's been doing great. He's one of the fastest growing companies in his city. He's on the Inc. 5000 list. But guess what? As I mentioned, his components go into new cell phones. And now that every human being on the planet has a cell phone, maybe even two or three cell phones, he hasn't been growing as fast. And he has no idea where his growth is going to come from. What on earth is he going to do now if that's his main business and that's his only play? So my recommendation here, and this is the one big recommendation that I mentioned at the top of the, uh, of the, top of the, the show, is to keep tabs on your industry growth and benchmark yourself against others that are also in your business. Bottom line, get the data and look at it. Look at it on a regular rhythm, whether or not that's daily or weekly or monthly or quarterly. And then go beyond looking at your top-line revenue or your industry, which, of course, you're probably doing anyway. Dig into that sales performance of your, of your organization. As I mentioned, lead generation, progression, conversion. And then go even more broadly. To, if we're looking at the growth of your business as a whole, you want to look at other kinds of data too. Customer satisfaction. And Many of you who've been listening know that we've talked about getting a net promoter score on previous shows. Look at what's happening with your people or with technology. And I think the analogy here is to think of it as you're building a machine and you have this organization, this business that has all these moving parts. And you want to make sure that you are measuring and benchmarking each of those different parts of your business and, and really take an engineering approach. Once again, get the data and look at it. Once you're doing that, you'll be able to clearly understand where your growth is going to come from. And then you can look at a few other things as well, which is competitive dynamics and where you are in the market as a whole. And finally, if you've really tapped out your ability to grow organically, you can start looking at other strategies like acquisition. There are a couple other things that came out of that survey that you CEOs think about every day. Revenue growth is certainly top of mind. The second is how to make the business more profitable. It's one thing to work really hard and generate a lot of money, but if you're not taking a lot of it to the bottom line, you're doing a lot of hard work for nothing. So the benchmarking thing and strategy works here as well. And 
one question you can ask yourself is, have you maxed out your business model? Meaning, are you performing as well as that particular business model could perform? And you can find that out by looking at your industry, the, the other, your peers in the industry. And even if you are, there are definitely other places to look, places that you can innovate. One of the themes that's come out of CEO Exclusive, if you've been li- listening to the show, is this discussion and, and really important discourse on, on people and personnel. You've heard me say it before, but it bears repeating that every single CEO who's been on this show, without exception, has said that it's his or her people that has made the business successful. It's incumbent upon you to make sure that your organization is an amazing place to work. And yes, that's a platitude. And yes, you hear it all the time. One of the CEOs who was on the show, his name was Craig, and he's in um, the Entrepreneurs Organization, said that the commitment to doing that, if you even look at his um, CEO peer group, the commitment to doing that is actually uneven. So yes, you know that you're supposed to, but really, really, is your company a great place to work? And the takeaway there is if you have happier people, you're going to be more profitable. They're going to perform better for you. Even though it can't be said enough, I think you, you understand the point there. So the other place to look in terms of profitability, I think, is at, at technology, which has been an emerging theme that we've been talking about a lot on the show lately. In fact, a couple of weeks ago, we did a show on the 12 technology trends that every single CEO needs to know. And in particular, I want to draw your attention to automation. And I'm going to push your thinking a little bit here. The reason why is automation doesn't necessarily apply only in the places like manufacturing where you would normally think of it. And it represents an opportunity for each and every one of us to become more profitable or conversely to get disrupted out of business. More than anything, it will certainly transform all our lives in the same way that the internet took us from sending faxes. By the way, when was the last time you sent a fax? But it's going to transform our lives from sending faxes, or it's going to be like transforming our lives from sending faxes to doing everything on, on our, online. So there are a whole bunch of sweeping changes. We talked about them in that show that I mentioned. And if we look at automation, I know one of the things that makes people get squeamish is the notion, which is mentioned in a a book I recently read called Bold by Peter Diamantis, that in 10 to 15 years, 80% of the existing jobs that are being done right now across the entire economy are going to be obsolete. And that means a couple of things. One, as I mentioned, every single business owner or CEO should be looking at automation or some combination of the other technologies we mentioned, robotics, 5G, the shrinking and compression of um, batteries, et cetera. The other thing, of course, is that people get squeamish about job losses. Yes, of course, you know, the benefit of automation is that it makes the company more efficient. If you can automate something, you have the potential to increase efficiency and redeploy personnel. I'm going to be a shameless capitalist here for a minute. Yes, you have the part where people get squeamish about job losses, but you know what? That's not necessarily your problem as a CEO. Your job is to run your company. Your job is to take, to take care of your people It's not to take care of all people. So I have faith that as with all the changes in technology that have taken place over the course of the 
history of the U.S. economy, that as with the automation wave that's coming now, people will figure out other things to do. They will shift to various parts, other parts of the workforce, and they'll figure out how to make a living. But the point is that it's a huge opportunity for you to become more profitable. So I would encourage you to start taking advantage of it. And in fact, in a couple weeks, actually no, in December, we're going to have a CEO on the show who I think is an amazing example of automation, especially in a place where I don't think that we would normally think of it. He has a publishing company. The company's name is NewsRx. Through using technology and automation and AI, he has been able to dramatically, dramatically reduce the size of his editorial team um, through using automation to create a lot of his content. And if you can think about, you know, shrinking a huge department, you know, taking a department that may have had, and this is, these are not his numbers, but I'm just giving you an example, to take a department that may have had, let's say, 50 people in it and taking it down to 10 people. I mean, the savings are pretty dramatic and obvious. And so I'm looking forward to the show with him where we can talk about automation and redeployment and how things look. But the bottom line is, you know, his, uh, is an organization like that that can move headcount around is going to be making a lot more money, which is one of the concerns that you have and you think about every day. You also think about your three-month strategy. Um, that was one of the, the, the third thing, actually, that the CEOs who took our survey think about every day. And it's interesting because that three-month strategy may not actually be strategy in its real sense. It's probably more what you're thinking about is execution or the intersection between strategy and execution. And for me, in my practice, the place where I like to play and where I think things get really interesting is that intersection between strategy and execution and sales. And I'm still working on coming up with a cool word for that, so stay tuned. But I know that, at least from the CEOs I've worked with, like that's the place where you really like to dwell because most of us are really results-oriented, right? So you want the thinking, the big thinking that you do in terms of strategy, you want it to, to pay off. And I think that that's one of the places where CEO exclusive, this show that you're listening to, can deliver the most value because it's worth investing the time to do the strategic planning and to do the thinking to get the perspective of your peers. And I know that one of the reasons why you and your CEO peers don't necessarily like to think about strategy beyond three months is because we've all been in that place where we've invested time and doing the planning and doing the research and talking to people and going out and talking to our customers and coming up with these great, big, amazing plans and then getting everybody on, poor, on board. And then it doesn't work. Or there's some huge externality, like 9-11, right? That just blows everything up. And you know, there's that saying that man plans and God laughs. And so I think in response to that, a lot of us with the disappointment actually decide that we're not going to plan at all. But I would encourage you to think of that three-month strategy, which you like to think about, you know, the strategy, the execution, where it really meets the road and where it really hits your bottom line. I would encourage you to think of that as like a Russian nesting doll. And think of it as nesting inside of your six-month strategy, your one-year strategy, your three-year strategy, your five-year strategy you can think of it in that way, then you may be more invested in developing that archetype 
Well, what is the archetype, the ideal in which your three-month strategy actually sits? And in that archetype, there should be a few things. Certainly, you should be thinking about your exit strategy. Like, where is this all going to go? You should be thinking about succession. You should be thinking about trends in your customer's industry, not just yours. You should be thinking about the war for talent and where you're going to get great people. Um, You should be thinking about your capital needs and whether or not you're going to need money to execute whether or not it's some sort of acquisitive strategy or whether or not you're going to need to enter a new geography. You're going to need money to do those things. And where is that money going to come from? So let's take a moment to talk about where, what strategy, what this three-month strategy, this small strategy can look like if you're pleased, right? We were talking about the, whether or not you looked at the numbers at the end of the last month and you were pleased or you were lukewarm or you were disappointed. So let's say that you're pleased. Things are going great in your business and they've been going great for a while, let's say. You're one of the people who's been on the show, who's on the Inc. 500 list or whatever. Things are going great. Um, So certainly you want to keep doing what you've been doing and manage risk and document what's been working. For example, back in September, we talked with Eric Mearshart and Jeff Claybish about being, being blindsided. And even in the best of businesses, there are things that can happen to blindside you. And I think we've all been in that situation. So when you're in the case where things are going really great, managing risk is about making sure that you're looking outside of yourself and looking outside of your business and beginning to anticipate some of the things that could happen that could take you off that trajectory. So another risk is certainly an unexpected change in management. And it could be due to a death or an untimely departure of somebody who's really important in your organization. For that, as I I mentioned a moment ago, documentation is really key. So if you're doing really great, do you know why? And do you have those processes that have led to that success adequately documented in such a way that you could easily replace somebody who who may leave you suddenly? and be able to plug that person or plug uh, the new person into the existing process. Let's say that you're lukewarm. Things are going okay, but you're not necessarily getting as much growth as you could you want. Things have been tepid. Well, then I think the recommendation there is to look at what's been working, because obviously some things have been working, and you want to invest more time and energy in the things that have been working and maybe slough off some of the things that are not working as well or where you're not getting the kind of return on investment that you could could be getting. If things are not necessarily going as quickly as you want, then that may also indicate a need to change direction. I think what I would recommend there is taking a look at all the different initiatives that you're you're doing and lining them up and seeing which ones are performing and as I mentioned, kind of rationalizing, especially rationalizing where you're spending your money or your time. What about if you're disappointed? The recommendation there is to do a quick diagnostic. So let's look at all the different areas of your business. You can look at your sales, which we discussed. You can look at your operations. You can look at financing. You can look at your people. You can look at customer service. I have a process called the 90-second business plan that can very quickly help you identify what those issues are. The 90-second business plan, which is something you can do very easily, is really about developing an elevator pitch for your strategy. It's taking all those areas that I just mentioned in your business 
and taking it and distilling it down to something you can communicate very, very easily. And the reason why it works is what I've found is that if you can't communicate your strategy like really easy, like it just rolls off your tongue, then it's probably because you're not really clear about what it is. And if you find yourself, you know, rambling like blah, 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 what we're going to do is blah, 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 and like 15 minutes later, you still haven't clearly articulated what you need, what you're going to do, then probably means you have places where you don't have clarity and there's some issues worth addressing. It's a very easy diagnostic that you can do. You can also use some of the tips that have been recommended at various points throughout the show. What I want to share with you here with regard to the three-month strategy, which is what a number of you are thinking about every day, is to push you to think more long-term. And I know that you don't want to do that. Because when we also did the survey, only 10% of you think about your five-year strategy. So I know you don't want to think about long-term. You're really invested in producing results right now, which is why we know why we love you at CEO Exclusive. But the payoff is twofold. At the very least, as I mentioned, you can avoid being blindsided. At the very best, you can accelerate your growth and set yourself up for a profitable exit. So to recap, wherever you are when you looked at your numbers at the end of last month, whether or not you were pleased, lukewarm, or disappointed, I know you want to grow your business and make it more profitable. And to do that, you want to focus on your short-term strategy. If we step back and we look at everything that I've discussed today, my overarching recommendation, and you've heard it before here on CEO Exclusive, is to first be disciplined about getting the data on what's happening in the various parts of your business and outside what's happening in the macro economy, what's happening in your industry, what's happening with your people inside, what's happening with technology, what's happening in the business environment as a whole. That's the big recommendation. Then a bonus is to develop a rhythm for looking at that information and using it to think broadly. That's what strategy is, really, is thinking broadly synthesizing the conclusions from the data that you're looking at and using it to make empowering decisions for your business. And in fact, that's what we aim to do on this show. We aim to do that by bringing trends to you every week from CEOs like yourself who are out there in the trenches trying to produce results. So thank you so much for joining us here today on CEO Exclusive. Today, I shared with you some of my recommendations based on the survey that I conducted over the summer about what our listeners like you, mid-market CEOs, are thinking about every day. And you're thinking about growing your business, being more profitable, and how you're going to execute that. And I hope that you found these, these recommendations to be insightful, and I would absolutely relish your feedback. I'm Soyini Koch. Have a prosperous, productive, and very profitable week. This show is brought to you by Anona Enterprises, where strategy is your access to money and performance. Learn more at AnonaEnterprises.com.